0: Wait till you hear what they say. It's all next on Larry King Live. I just noticed something that in one of your interviews, it looked like an older interview, you had less hair than you have today. How do you explain that?
1: I uh, don't wear a wig, sir.
0: Paint your bald spot?
1: What bald spot?
0: You paint your bald spot? I
1: don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows. You paint your bald spot. I don't have a bald spot.
0: How come you had less hair on the tape?
1: Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day by the way something what do you care paint your bald spot I don't do you paint your bald spot paint your bald
2: spot I'm sick when the sun beats down and burns the top of my head and when my employees laugh at me I wish I were dead I got bald spot on top of me yeah should I paint it plant it or cover it it's all up to me all up to you he's got a bald spot just like a billiard ball he's got a bald spot I feel three inches tall he's got a bald spot Please help me, Ron Popey. He's got a bald spot. I know how Larry King feels. He's He's got got a bald spot. Bald spot. Oh, when I painted my head, my wife, she said, she's out of here. And when I go to the john, the guys are using my head for a mirror. I paint it, plant it, or cover it It's all up to me All up to you He's got a bald spot Just like a billiard ball He's got a bald spot I feel three inches tall He's got a bald spot Please help me run, Popey He's got a bald spot I know how Larry King feels He's got a bald spot
3: Uh-huh. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show broadcasting to you live just down the street from a smelly orange person. Now, following up on last week's show, there I was feeling all relieved that I, I wouldn't have to worry anymore about getting a show out late that's... Way out of date. And by the time you hear it, it's irrelevant, meaningless, and and useless, and it's garbage. I was feeling so good about that. Because up until this administration, everything was changing and happening so rapidly. I just uh, had no time to think or change the show. By the time I got out, it was obsolete. And what happens? Now, this show wraps on Friday. On Saturday... Larry King dies. I had nothing to do with that. Yes, you did. The minute the show's uploaded, Larry King dies. And I'm thinking, well, I could have done an entire show on Larry King. And you know something? I just might do that. Unless I run out of things. How much can you say? Oh, there's plenty. And a lot is filling in the blanks of what the national coverage of the passing of Larry King was. Especially, especially. Especially on CNN. And if you saw the, <laughs> the CNN-generated memorials, like the one with Wolf Blitzer, they all kind of went like, pretty much they focused on the CNN shows when he had the celebrities who wanted to be interviewed because they knew he would just toss some marshmallows, ask him what the time was, and you got change of at 20. So even the shyest of celebrities had no problem going on uh, the Larry King show because uh, it was comfortable. I know how to do a talk show, but all the memorials on CNN, especially—and I hold Wolf Blitzer accountable for this one—it went a little something like this. Larry King started on a very small, minuscule, microscopic radio station in Miami in the 1950s, and then in 1985 he started his show on CNN, and that was it. They they just skipped over 20 years of Larry King's career on CNN. They don't. Want, oh, they don't want to talk about that. Well, I'm here today to fill in the blanks for you. Now, let me say in advance, for my local audience, for all the Neil Rogers fans out there, you're all very very familiar with this. Loan me fifty dollars. No. Yeah, I've got. Oh, I've got them all. Well, many people just across the country, and understandably so, they think he just popped up on CNN in the mid 80s and uh, that was that. What most people don't know around this country is that Larry King was one of the rare exceptions to having a successful radio career and television career in South Florida and actually making it national. Uh, Most talent or actors, or any famous people you can think of that were in any way related to FLADA got out early. This is not the place you go if you want to start a career in entertainment or television or radio or whatever. You've got to move. You See, that's the key. That's the secret. you got to move. Larry King stayed here for uh, 20 years and about 20 wives. Actually, he was a rock disc jockey. W-A-H-R, which is now, uh, we call it, we called it Radio Mambi. Uh, it was, it's a very tiny AM, very low water. And in the 50s, uh, even by their standards, that was a very tiny station. But what happened was he went to WCKR, Wacker Radio, which was W-I-O-D, changed its call letters to Wacker Radio because they went top 40 rock. And the sister station was WCKT Channel 7 on the wonderful Isle of Dreams. But they changed it back to WIOD, I think, within two years. It didn't last long. But WCKR launched a whole bunch of disc jockey careers. Rick Shaw actually was there. Believe it or not, Jerry Wichner, for those of you local, (laughs) was a disc jockey on there. And uh, Larry King was on Whacker Radio, which turned into WIOD. Now... Here's what most people don't know. And the reason why is, back in the 60s, videotape was expensive. So local TV stations and uh, even major networks, that's why there's no original Tonight Shows with Johnny Carson from New York, because some idiot used the tapes over and over again because it was cheap, and, and they discarded whatever was on it before. So I'm here to tell you, for those who don't already know, there, there's people out there that remember this. Larry King was working on the radio, and at the same time, he got a very lucky break hosting an interview show, which was about uh, maybe five-minute segments at the end of the weekend news. And it was a four-part interview with uh, whatever, dignitaries, movie stars, whoever was in town, and in the 60s, there were a lot of people here. This was the uh, Rat Pack East. But Larry would have them on. At 6 and 11, when they watch your half hour news at the last five minutes, it was Weekend Update with Larry King. And there's no archives of Larry King's interview show on television in Miami on Channel 4, WTVJ. He was a staple on there uh, for years, for many, I, I would say, all through the late 60s, uh, up until he got arrested in 1971. And that's when it stopped. Now, I never personally met the man, but my father was the first data systems manager for Wometco Enterprises, otherwise known as WTVJ Channel 4. And he knew Larry King, not only worked with him, but used to go to lunch with him on a regular basis. There was a little Cuban coffee shop right outside the uh, WTVJ studios where everybody would go. And he would have his lunch and coffee breaks with Larry King. That was when he was with his first wife. That's how long ago it was. That was like 50 wives ago.
1: Misa so Horny.
3: And I'll never forget my father. He went to high school with Alan Alda. And Alan Alda, this is before MASH. Alan Alda was in town. And he goes on weekend update with Larry King. I guess he was promoting one of his films or something. He was, he was doing movies before MASH. And we knew they were high school chums. They were buddies. And so the whole family says to my father, why didn't you say hello? Why didn't you stop? Because they were shooting the interview while he was at work. And my father like, I don't want to bother the man. Oh, please. Anyway, that was my dad. So fortunately, my father never loaned him any money. (laughs) And unfortunately, a lot of people did. Larry King, and this you won't see this on CNR, maybe they will, I don't know. He had a very bad gambling addiction. He made a lot of money down here. Uh, he pretty much lost everything because he, had, he was always at the track, whether it was the horses, the harness, or the, or the dogs, or wherever there was a racetrack, there was Larry King. And it got to the point, and he was making a lot of money, uh, it got to the point where he was gambling with other people's money and to the point where he was stealing other people's money. Uh, it really got to a point where <laughs> there was an investigation. And and one who pressed the charges was Mitchell Wolfson, owner of Wameco Enterprises and WTVJ Channel 4. Because uh, he, as the story goes anyway... <laughs> really put Larry King in jail. Mitchell Wolfson, who owned Wameco, entrusted Larry with $25,000 to give to Jim Garrison. Now, if, if that name doesn't sound familiar, he is the magic bullet guy, the D.A. of New Orleans. That Jim Garrison, I think it was part of the JFK investigation Mitchell wanted to contribute to it or something like that. And he gave the money to Larry King to give to Jim Garrison. And uh, it was $5,000 short. Larry King stole five grand from Mitchell Wolfson. And that landed his ass in jail and ruined his career. He was through. He was washed up. And he left a legacy down here to this day of... Blown me $50. Because... All the money he stole from all the people, all, all the years that went by, and he became a very wealthy man, Larry King. He never paid anybody back. Not a nickel. I will not give it to you. And there are people in this town who are still alive that have saved Larry, and I am going to see that. Hopefully, they're old now, so they're probably not online or they don't know how to do it. But how great would it be to see those rubber checks that uh, came back insufficient funds? He was legendary down here. He was a mumza, a cheat, and a deadbeat. I had nothing to do with that. So for years, he was washed up, up until 1977, when he, uh, I think, Bob Wolf set him up on a very small station uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., to, uh maybe felt sorry for him. I don't know. Maybe he saw potential uh, for the Mutual Radio Broadcasting Network. And you can see how well they're doing these days because uh, once they're gone, <laughs> that was his lucky break. And for many years, Larry King was on Mutual and always uh, talking about his free meals at Duke Zebrits. He was a Duke Zebrit. It's Duke Zebritt's. But whatever. Now, while he was at W.I.O.D. in the late 60s, uh, I got to finish telling this story. Went from W.C.K.R. to W.I.O.D. Uh, Larry King stayed with that. And it became known as, in fact, they billed themselves as the great entertainer. And it was. It was uh, Mike Ranieri, Bill Calder, Larry King, and Big Wilson at, at, when it started. Those of you from Ohio will remember, oh, ho, it's Big Wilson. And he was in a pretty good, strong lineup when that started. Of course, it fell apart later on. But it was him and Bill Calder doing Stichlach. Larry King used to do uh, color at the Dauphin Games. And this was years before Neil Rogers came along. But Neil was well aware because he works for WKAT, which I think Larry King worked there too early on. So they, were both, they both worked at the same radio station, but at different times. Although, Neil came along a little bit later. Uh, he became a force to be reckoned with in this town. The Neil Rogers Show should have went national. I'm not going to get into uh, why it didn't. But it was the number one show for well over two decades. In this town, with double-digit numbers, nothing has been like it since. Uh, it was If you live down here, you would have to say that had to be one of the greatest radio programs of all time. And although Larry was on Mutual, he kept tabs on what was going on at WIOD and his old stomping grounds. Of course, you wouldn't see him in town. Uh, but he knew of Neil, and he respected him. And uh, he was, I think, a little bit jealous. Larry King would talk out of both sides of his old, wrinkly ass. On one hand, he'd say... The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WOD," And on the other hand, he'd say...
1: Hi, this is Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers.
3: Uh-huh. Now, for all I know, maybe somebody out there locally can confirm this, because I can't. I don't personally know of a situation where they bumped into each other at the track but it certainly is plausible that that would have happened. So they kind of knew each other, but more or less as a professional broadcasting colleagues. I mean, they weren't friends or anything like that. They just kind of like knew each other and were watching each other's career, that sort of thing. And, and they were both uh, heavy into sports, so they had that in common. But when Larry went to Mutual and ultimately CNN, when uh, it <laughs> came to Miami's Miami roots, never heard of Miami.
1: The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life.
3: No. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Total denial.
4: Miami what? Never heard of it.
3: So he was on... Oh, now I want you to keep this in mind, because I'm going to be playing things for you. The
1: worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WIOD.
3: He was on WOD okay? Uh, and the punchline to the whole thing is with all the puff pieces they're doing about Larry King on CNN, when he went on CNN after all of this with the bounced checks, with the stolen money, with the jail time, CNN puts him on as the most credible man in America, Larry King. (laughs) (laughs) And you can hear the population of South Florida, all four million of them, all at once going, what? Now, I'm going to, the rest of this show is going to be all Larry King comedy bits. Why? Because, hey, I can take a break from politics at least this week, okay? And it's very likely I'll never have a chance to play them again. So I'm going to blow them all out. This is a Larry King blowout sale we're having on this show. And now that my national and international audience... Has a backstory. Unlike if you're watching CNN, you got part two of Larry King. We had part one. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it off. Well, speaking of kickoff, this has to do with the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, and Don Shuler. And I know that every all the Neil Rogers fans out there, or anybody else that uh, was in South Florida at the time, you're probably you're probably sick to death. This is online. So you can hear it yourself, but I'm going to play it here. Eh, Not to mention it kills good time. But all you Neelys out there, bear in mind, there's still people listening to this show that don't know any of this. So to them, it's fresh and new. To us, we're sick of hearing it. But I'm going to kick it off with this. From 1996, when Don Shuler, who was uh, getting a little long in the tooth there, everybody was calling him the brainstem, because uh, when he did his Don Schuler Dolphin update, he uh, was sounded like he sounded like Bob Hope on acid, and <laughs> it just became a joke. So they were shopping new coaches and all this. is 1996. It was time for the coach to go, and no one was more adamant about it than, of course, Neil Rogers. So he was uh, giving the brainstem a hard time, and of course, uh, he had me to help. With all the Don Schuller bits and and a uh, guitar man. You're going to hear uh, Adam Austin. He was also a big part of the Comedy Bit team we had in place. But word got to Larry when he was working on Mutual that uh, some local talk show host out of Miami is tearing the crap out of Don Shuler. And Larry was uh, upset about this. So he called WIOD. <laughs> I don't know the whole story behind it, but somehow his call got routed to what they called the Bat Line. I wish George Rodriguez was still with us. He could give us more details. But we had a talk show guy here, and you know who he is now because he's national, Phil Hendry, Uh, (laughs) the great Phil Hendry, who does fake voices on the phone talking to himself. And unless you're really into what he's doing, People would otherwise tune in and think he had real people on the phone. So it was Larry King's luck. (laughs) And so for people who haven't heard this before, Bob Green, Bob Green was the uh, general manager of W.I.O.D. And Phil did Bob Green's voice. And Larry thought he was really talking to the general manager when all along (laughs) it was all Phil all along. Now, one other thing. I'm going to let this play into Neil's response to Larry's call. Oh, I should, since this was the Phil Hendry show, I should ask Phil his permission to play this. Is it okay I play this, Phil? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. And make note that all the drops you've heard on Neil's show, that even Randy Rhodes brought it up on her show, all the drops you hear on my show are pretty much all from this one phone call. I mean, how many times have you heard? no larry
5: king is with us on line three and i think larry's in washington right now andy larry's in washington uh we thought we'd bring bob in to ask larry a couple of questions we were we were all with interest uh, told uh, about some of the comments made by uh, mr king to don shula over the weekend and of course don shula retired last week as head coach of the miami dolphins bob green is in studio with us larry hello larry
1: hi, hi
5: guys how you doing today Super. I understand uh, you're you're getting ready to go to uh, Los Angeles?
1: Yeah, the snow stopped uh, after two and a half days of being trapped here. It's all blue skies now, but we got about three feet on the ground, which is, I think, There's the third a snow third absolutely third biggest snow, snow in, Washington.
5: in Washington. Yeah, Every time I try, I go to the Midwest a lot. Every time I try to travel up there, it's like uh, every time New York is shut down, the rest of the country gets shut down. Yeah, well,
1: everything is shut I mean, if anyone's listening in Miami and they're flying to the northeast. Larry, how are you doing?
6: Hi, Larry. Bob Green.
1: Bob, how are you? How are you doing today? Fine.
6: Um, I wanted to take over a little segment here of Phil's show if I could. Sure. Because we were and and I mentioned this to you when I called you originally. Um first of all, uh, Henry Barrow sends his regards. Not that I've talked to Henry since My I've... My man Henry. Henry says his sends his regards. Cheryl sends her regards to you.
1: That's great. Cheryl's still working there? Yes she is. My still. God, she'll be she'll get her social security there. <laughs>
6: I'm not going to tell her that.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her that. God.
6: Uh, we, uh, frankly, uh, Larry, were a little bit uh, taken aback, I guess is the, is the best way to put it, by comments you made to Coach Shula uh, on your program. My understanding was it was Friday evening.
1: Yeah, well, I was taken uh, aback when... I had two different friends call me uh-huh. on, uh, I think it was one called Thursday night and one called Friday when it was learned that Don was going to retire. And they both said, boy, have you heard... Your old radio station. I said, "No, I worked there twenty years with the only station ever to do the dolphins." And uh, they said, "They're creaming them to death."
3: That's
1: what I mean over there. In society, school maniacs are calling in and they're saying personal things about them and they're vilifying him. And he, there's a guy in the morning looking to knock him off. He should be out of coaching, and he's too old. And another guy criticizing the way he looks. So when I heard that uh-huh. from two different people, what I said to Don was. I heard that the station I worked at and you worked at, because Don and I did a show together every day on WIOD for. Right. Uh, was What's, rapping uh, you, and he said costing, he has uh, All he said, well, I'm just finishing. Oh, I'm sorry. Then he said he hadn't listened to talk radio in, uh, in two years, but that he'd heard about it. Well. That's all. Um, so if I'm wrong, tell me where I'm wrong.
6: Well, first of all, we were not uh, personally attacking Coach Shula. Uh, we certainly we do a talk show here, as you do, uh, we have several. Uh, what we did do, and any talk show would do, certainly, uh, relative to a story of this kind of local import, was invite our listeners to call and voice their opinions.
1: The host had no personal opinions about Neil, the coach.
6: Neil Rogers, uh, quite frankly, if you're speaking of Neil Rogers or, uh, or Rick and Suds or any of the shows here, had nothing but the most glowing things to say. About Coach Shula in his retirement. Now, while he was
1: Neil Rogers has something glowing to say about someone. D-
6: Neil was on the day <laughs> the retirement was announced. Neil said oh, nothing I'm talking
1: about before the retirement. I'm talking about after the retirement. After the retirement, the whole city applauded him.
6: I can assure you this, Larry. What about
1: before the retirement? All right, I can That's assure you was there
6: was nothing personal in any negative statement made by Neil Rogers.
1: What kind of criticisms were there? That Just he coaching? was that
6: he had his coaching ability had, had begun to slump, that the game perhaps was passing him by, that it was time to make room for a coach and as you know the the popularity of jimmy okay. johnson here is 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 well known. Uh, I,
1: I i was i wrote in my column three years ago that jimmy was going to come and coach miami and jimmy told me that in dallas
6: coston just says hi too he's in, that, the, in oh, the other good. studio
1: but just uh, let me say this uh, yes. there's a way you can do it and a way you cannot do it now you can encourage callers to vilify I, i've been doing this a long time
6: I understand that. I started. I know that you station. were with our radio station uh, for many years,
1: years. yeah. And uh, so I know how to do a talk show.
6: Daisy Pumpernickel.
1: And I know how, yeah, I know uh, how you can storm up a crowd and the people who told me I have faith in. So if you're telling me that, uh, that Neil Rogers uh, praised him, Larry, I would be I would, shocked. I would, I would because because not even Neil, bother you.
6: I wouldn't even bother you with a phone call where right, I I'm not, not talking about
1: after, after retirement everybody jumps on the bandwagon. That. That's below.
6: Oh, I'm talking about before Coach Shula announced his retirement. Your callers
1: Personal or insightful.
6: The callers. Some of the callers may have been some. May when have they not, were,
1: what did you say to them?
6: We we got rid of them very quickly. To be to be perfectly honest with you,
1: you know, they, many you of have them no, are dumb. Your, your inciting calls were off the air right away. They were off the
6: air right away, and, and I can I, tell you. And I
1: apologize to Mr. Rogers for his fairness. Thank you. That the rest of the staff and that the two people who told me
6: must have been hearing things. I got to tell you, Larry, I I I take what I do very seriously.
1: Hello, uh,
5: Larry. Bob's a little emotional.
6: I'm sorry, I take what I do very seriously, and to have our radio station vilified, not national...
1: Now, hold, hold on one second, Bob. Your station, I was Bob, in Miami... How long have you been general get manager? Get Bob
5: a glass of water or something.
1: How long have you been general manager? I've
6: been here since 1992.
1: Okay, I was in Miami two years ago. Mm-hmm. The worst talk radio i ever heard in my life was on WIOD. The worst. You
6: see, it's comments like that that I think are very unfair. Do you this want is an is
1: opinion r- or not? Do you, do you think Neil Rogers is a good talk show host?
6: I think he's the best in the business.
1: I think he's the worst I've ever heard. Oh,
6: I think he's the
5: best in the business. Well, if you're proud kind of, of him, if
1: you're crying, because Neil Rogers has been vilified... What, what
5: I need to do you here... You've
1: got a weird case going here, yeah, man. L- Larry, could Why I jump... Why don't you go on Neil and All cry right. with each other? All
5: right, Larry, could I jump in for a minute? This just, is insane. Well, I've got a oh, general manager here who's crying. To, Bob, if you can't handle this, I can do this, or whatever we
1: want to do. I can do. handle I I, I I never heard a worse station. All right.
6: I think that's paddly unfair of you, and I would demand an apology for that
1: statement. For having an opinion?
6: No, for for saying that this is the worst talk radio you've ever heard. You know the influence that you have over people. It's you the know worst the talk
1: radio I ever heard.
6: I demand an apology for that statement.
1: I will not give it to you.
6: I demand an apology for that statement. I'll ask you again as a gentleman.
1: There, what are you asking me to apologize To
6: apologize for vilifying a radio station oh, that I give me my heart and
1: soul to. Bob, I think... Larry's expressing
5: an opinion, oh, Bob. Oh,
1: Shut up, you... Phil.
5: Shut you up, Phil. Your You're mouth. the general
1: manager. You're telling your host
5: to shut up, Bob. What I'm asking you to do is to hey, guys. I, I don't uh, think
1: I. Uh, when I well, was the, on that station, yeah. you could look up class, and right. You'd get WRD written as class. Who
6: did you name? This is you an work,
1: embarrassing. Who did, thing.
6: who did you work with? Who did you work with? I worked with uh, uh, Owen, Big Owen, Wilson. Oh, he was terrible.
1: Goodbye, Bob. He was absolute. Wait a second. You, you, I'm not going to talk. No, to you.
6: but wait a second. Wait a minute. What, what on I, behalf
1: I, of the Big Wilson family, yes. I demand an apology for you. Bob Big Wilson, Wilson passed Bob away, clear. and you called oh, him oh, terrible.
6: All right, so the ket call,
1: kettle call in the pot black. Is that okay. what it is? You come apologize on here. Apologize to the Wilson fans. All right,
6: I apologize. All right, now, your, now, what do you now, think
1: you, of Bill Calder?
6: Bill Calder was probably one of the best I ever heard.
1: The great talent. We did loads terrific, of things together.
6: He was a terrific talent. And by the way, he was a very close friend of
1: Neil Rogers. Do you think Neil Rogers is a talent?
6: I think Neil Rogers is the preeminent radio talent in America today. Now, He's I the worst I talk show
1: host I've ever heard.
6: I demand an apology. No. I demand it. I Bob, think Bob, this, we either. can go, we I, can go back and forth on this, Bob. Bob yes. You don't even know your own station. On behalf of the Rogers family, apologize.
5: Bob, this we can uh, go back family? and forth with this all
1: the time.
6: <laughs> oh, what so is Roger, that, all right, what's that crack I, supposed all right, to mean? I apologize. His mother is listening. I apologize is, to
1: Neil Rogers' wife.
6: What, what is that crack supposed to You said his mean? family. I'm talking about his mother. He has, oh. he has relatives in this no,
1: area. I, I would tell his mother that she raised a son who's a terrible talk show host.
5: Bob, either you can go on with this or you can't. Bob, you I keep going with
1: this. I I'm not going to change you. my opinion. I can't believe. It. Well, I can
5: Bob, listen, man. If you Is want to come really on, to, he's, he's like crying
1: over here. Give but him Neil some of the I Well, sorry, Bob.
5: Hey, hey, Larry, uh, Larry, again, Larry, can right? I just ask you a question here? Where, where, is, where do you think Coach Shula is going to be going after this? Do you think he's going to... Well, I think he's going to be, yeah, vice.
1: He'll be vice president of operations. He's, for the he's running
5: the team. Yeah, he's going to run the team from that standpoint. But do you think he might uh, want to entertain any other coaching possibilities?
1: You know, there's a rumor that Baltimore would ask him. I wanted to you. <laughs> Bob, shut up. I don't believe he's the general manager. <laughs> you know what? At this point, neither do I. Yeah, I don't. All right, all
6: right, it, he
1: uh, can't be General gentleman. Is this a.
6: So, well, you know, I'll tell you something. Are you still right owned now, by Cox? Yes, we are owned by Cox. You broadcasting, know, I, I, do, I, do,
1: I do charities for Cox every year and have made appearances for the Cox people all over the country. Have you raised money? I don't. Of course.
6: Well, that's a shock.
1: I. All right.
5: What, I, I, you know, I, I mean, look at Bob. If, 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 this is is gonna be, manager, if this is going to be contentious, I don't want to do this. I'm not going
1: to okay? make it contentious by telling you why, what, what, what? Phil.
5: What? Hello. Thanks yes, a lot, good evening.
1: Bob. Hi. Uh, yes, I'm a very yes, big Bob. hockey fan, and so is Neil Rogers. I, I didn't know that Neil was, nor do I know who Neil is. Dollars have touched way. We're all dealing with acceptance here. If I give you a check... I give nothing you to do with that.
7: Okay, whatever you say. So there's like the ten greatest minutes in the history of modern radio. Okay, right there. Phil Henry making a jackass out of Larry King. I take that as the ultimate compliment after 35 years in radio and 20 years on the year in Miami. That to me is the ultimate compliment. Larry King saying I'm the worst, which means I know I've really gotten to him, and it makes me very, very pleased.
0: <laughs> what? Steve Ziegler, who's very embarrassed at your uh, comparison.
7: (laughs) You know, okay, I do owe an apology. There's been all this talk about issuing apologies, and Steve Ziegler, who's been here, like I said, he knows where all the bodies are buried. I apologize profusely. Steve's a pretty good guy. He wields that gigantic screwdriver, which is his cure-all. For anything that ever breaks, he's got a big one and a screwdriver, too. And I apologize for lumping him in there with that lunkhead. And Larry's last name doesn't have an L in it. Oh, you're right, Zyger. That's right. Well, I mean, you remember Zyger and Evans. You're right, Larry Zyger. Well, you know, is that a name you would remember? You'd probably think it was Ziegler, too, because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Larry Zyger, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Because his son is named Larry Zyger, who used to do a weekend talk show for us at WNWS, who really happened to be a pretty good kid. And I remember when he got married. In fact, he and Larry, for whatever reason, uh, didn't speak to each other. What do you think of a son that don't talk to his father? I'd say he was a bastard. Yeah, I'd say he's probably common sense. I'd say maybe his father's the bastard. And you know, that was what kills me. If you listen carefully to that tape with Phil, with a conversation with uh, Larry Ziegler, you notice how he comes on air and he's talking about the vituperative calls, the vindictive calls. Yeah, well, what, what is that? In other words, if somebody calls up and says something you don't like, in other words, cut them off. Because like he they're, does. Because, like he does, because they're not sucking ass. That's why all those people show up on that show, because not only does he suck ass, but they screen out the calls, and God forbid, should anybody call up and say anything even slightly disagreeable, argumentative, or caustic, they're gone. Adios, bingo. And that's his idea of a talk He doesn't know how to do a talk show. He knows how to do an ass-kissing fest. That's the only thing he knows, which is why he is where he is today, which goes to show you that ass-kissing, yes, it does, it will get you a long way if you know the right people and kiss the right asses. No question about it. He's living proof of that. Because people are generally ass lickers. Well, I got news for you. This may be the worst goddamn talk show in America, but I'd rather tell it like it is. I'd rather have even a little tiny pair of balls than be just another ass licker because they're a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. They're sheep. They haven't got an original thought in their butt.
8: Who is that son of a bitch? my freaking kiskies twist the dumbest jackass with a show you know uh-huh. Larry King blows Yes. Phil had him by the cojones a gullible pile of big bald bones uh-huh. you can stick his ass in a pile of snow because Larry King he blows yes. <laughs> everybody
1: Larry
3: All right. Hey! <laughs> okay. Fast forward a few months to uh, the Neil Rogers anniversary show, and uh, Larry King calls in to congratulate him on his an-
4: on his anniversary. And
3: <laughs> listen to the difference. I mean, after tearing Neil an ass on that phone call,
4: worst talk radio I ever
3: heard. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's his closest pal, and you'll hear him on his call saying, "Next time I'm in town." He never came back to town. <laughs> no. Now, not only have I heard this a million times, I was in the studio that day with everybody else. Jim Schuyler, Adam Austin, Anna Maria Tomachek, George Rodriguez. Everybody was there for that anniversary show. But when Larry called in, it was hilarious. Who's back? Larry. Oh,
7: <laughs> can I hear him now? I'm Larry. I'm here. Oh, there you go. I can almost hear you now.
1: I'm going to move around the plane.
7: Yeah. Well, don't okay. move too much.
1: I don't understand how astronauts could talk from the moon, and I can't talk from the plane.
7: Yeah. Sounds like the plane landed. That anyway,
1: and they were still, I'm looking out over
7: the rocky. You're, st- you're still in the air? I'm in the air. How about the plane? Good question,
1: Neil. <laughs> <laughs> now, you didn't really say... The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WOD. You didn't really say that, did you? No, I did. I can't believe that station, except for you, Neil.
7: <laughs> i knew it i knew he loved me i
1: knew it i love neil rogers do you a problem with the station this is whenever the... i'm in miami First, whoever the general manager is bob uh, green in fact uh, uh, bob uh, uh, you know
7: something bob is still uh, wiping the tears from his eyes from that last conversation we said we got larry king on the phone he's in the other room right now weeping like a woman seriously he is i'm going
1: with Bob mitzvah are you uh
7: in about four or five years, he's not old enough yet.
1: When he makes it, yeah. Then, how, about, uh, how
7: about going to his brist? That would be even better.
1: With the guy in the afternoon does a thousand voices, right?
7: Yeah, Phil Henry.
1: He, he doesn't, he's ashamed of his own. Huh? He's ashamed of his own? Uh,
7: yeah. yeah, he's ashamed of his own voice, that's right.
1: Yes, he does other voices. Right.
7: Nina, how do you account for 20 years? How do I feel? How do you feel? I feel uh, like Methuselah on a bad day, that's how I feel. I feel like I just sat down with Cola Katzenstein at WKAT and started my first day, and I went to the first National Bank on Alton Road, and she said, "Do you feel rich now, Neil? For two hundred and fifteen bucks a week? That's how I feel. <laughs> Incredible."
0: What was
1: your first break? Listen to this, Larry. I went to work and knocked on doors and got a job at a small radio station in Miami Beach, Florida. I did everything. I was I'm I'm idea, I'm 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 I uh, did the board, I did jock, I did sports, I did news, I did everything. Cleaned up, cleaned up, cleaned up, I did everything. Is that true? Yeah, but when, when you play those tapes, which yeah, obviously is part of your shtick and you have it repeated. Yeah. Why do you do that over and over?
7: For emphasis. We want to make sure they... Why don't you do something new? Our audience is a little bit slow. We want to make sure they catch it the 40th or 50th time. Yeah,
1: 15 years slow.
7: Exactly. Try, try a top ten list. Okay, top ten. That's good. I'll start ripping off David Letterman. That would be good. That's
4: original. <laughs> I'm
1: going to come down in two weeks for spring training, and I'm coming to the Rogers
7: studio. All right. I'll you're, pick you that, up and bring that's it. That's a deal. I'm, I'm inviting you right now. Anytime you you're it. in town, you I'm come coming, in here. I'm coming.
1: I'm right. coming. Cheryl will call me. I'll call her.
7: I'll be there. We'll feed you. We'll get you from the Villa Deli on, on the Walton Road on the beach. We'll bring you the best deli you've had since that uh, crazy place you keep plugging on the air. And uh, it'll be a real, it'll be a picnic. Happy
1: anniversary, Neil.
7: Thanks, Larry. Okay, baby. Okay. Don't drop, Bye-bye. Don't drop Pat too hard.
3: Oh, I got a car here. Well, this concludes part one of the Brit Summer Show this week. Uh, to all my terrestrial listeners, if you want to catch the rest of the show, you can go online to com or SoundCloud. Or you can rummage around on the uh, WWN schedule and see if it, the whole hour show's on there somewhere. Because <laughs> I don't know when it is maybe you'll have a big surprise. But you could save a lot of time and effort to just go online to thebritsummershow.com. And there's a lot more Larry King to come, so stay tuned for that. Everybody on the ground, I'll see you here again next week on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. This is the WWN Network. WWNN.
4: This is Larry King. <laughs> <The horror. laughs> you know there ain't nobody with more credibility than me to endorse products for good health. <laughs> That's why I say you ought to take anesthesia by the handful. It'll make you healthy and youthful like me. And it's recommended by the late Lawanda Page. Anesthesi tastes good too. Sweet like sugar, like candy. I wear it on my sleeve. It makes me feel like a kid again. <laughs> Just pop a few of these babies, and you won't need no anti or Uncle Biotics. <laughs> so take it from me, Larry King. Uh, far as vitamins go, they don't come any better than anesthesia. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: it's Britt Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Just to give you an idea how much these comedy bits ticked off Larry King, here's the great Adam Austin with an all time classic. <laughs> Blue Obnoxious,
8: foul, and distasteful The dolphins are cursing And man, it's disgraceful Cause Brian Cox and the rest of them are saying Suck my t- lick my balls on you, motherf***er Words of love they toss in the microphone The dump button just can't seem to be left alone And all of this is because they like saying Suck my t- lick my balls on you, oh, but they play football badly. How do you say that? How did the Patriots kick their ass? When will they make it to the Super Bowl? But with an attitude as bad as theirs They're tossing our hopes down the stairs Oh man Rude, obnoxious, foul and distasteful The dolphins are cursing And man, it's disgraceful Cause Brian Cox and the rest of them are saying Suck my dick, lick my balls, on you Yes, they're saying Suck my dick, lick my balls, Oh, they're saying Suck my dick, lick my balls, you. You're
3: listening to the Brit Summer Show. Am I getting too local for you? Well, if we're talking about Larry King, it cannot be helped. Maybe you tuned out by now. I don't know, but hey, this is going to be the last time I'm going to play all these Larry King bits, and I'm going to have to sweep them clean out of my drive after this. <laughs> you're listening on iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlow Channel thebritsummershow.com, and SoundCloud, where, of course, all my downloads are free thanks to the heartfelt generosity of my listeners. Which is, yeah, I do not get a paycheck. This is donations only, and it keeps the monkey dancing, which is what I do. You put, you drop a kern in my cup, and I will dance for you every week, even on a pole if necessary. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Uh-huh. A special thanks must go out to the unwavering support of the official underwriter of this program, Ernie, who helps make this show possible. We
2: love you.
3: Yeah, you're still listening to the Brit Summer Show, and you may be asking yourself, what's going on with our show this week? Well, (laughs) Larry King died. He died? Yes. So I'm blowing the dust off of all the Larry King bits I have on the shelf. And I probably won't get to them all. CNN uh, bills him as the the greatest, the king of interviews, the greatest interviewer of all time. And of course, we knew he was great at guests. I mean, he had the greatest guest you could ever possibly book on a show that probably wouldn't do a talk show anywhere else. But they would come on his show, like I said earlier, because he would just ask him what the time was. And and. Neil Rogers knew this, and it was like, this guy's the worst interviewer in the world, and he's got a show on CNN. But oh, okay, he brought interesting people on that you wanted to see and hear them talk about the weather. But there they were, so it worked. He did really well with it. Uh, he wrote a book. He made millions of dollars and uh, still hasn't paid anybody back. And now he ain't gonna. I will not give it to you. And why is that? You won't see him no more. No. You know what they may want to do? I'm that he's dead now. American Greed. Have you ever seen American Greed uh, with Stacy Keach? Which is actually a pretty good show. N- nobody watches it. I do. If you're into that sort of thing, it's actually a pretty good show. <laughs> they should do one with Larry King, what he did down here. Wouldn't that be a panic? CNN be pissed. Uh Uh-huh. This is Larry King live in Washington.
4: Larry, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you. I have to ask you this question. I heard that you're well... uh, Hung. Yeah. uh, Could you prove it? Okay. Holy crap.
1: The big one. Have you ever seen anything like this?
4: Only once, at the San Diego Zoo. It made me sick. How much does it weigh? 62 million pounds, I guess. Now I understand why you wear suspenders.
1: Uh, We'll be right back on Larry King Live. Don't go away.
4: And now an excerpt from the audiobook of Larry King, My
3: Remarkable Journey Away from Florida.
4: (laughs) It wasn't long after my big win at the track. I blew most of it on hookers and bought stock with Nash Rambler. I soon discovered the art of writing bad checks. Now, Miami's the biggest small town in the world. So, being a minor celebrity, that made it easy. I could walk into any liquor store and say, You know who I am? I'm Larry King. Big star of Weekend Update. And close personal friend of Mitchell Wolfson. (laughs) And then I'd sign it. Ralph Rennick. (laughs) I was hanging wallpaper all over town. I got to be known as Larry King of the Rubber Check. (laughs) And eventually I got pinched and uh, fell into the tombs Which turned out to be the biggest break of my career (laughs) Next chapter How I made millions Millions Never paid anyone back And still became the most credible man in America
1: (laughs) And now fresh from rehab Miss USA Tara Connor talks About her battles with drugs And drinking about her recovery On Larry King Live What are your duties as Miss USA? What are you supposed to do?
7: You know, fill my void with drugs and alcohol. Really? I think so. Cocaine? Exactly.
1: Does it lead you to wilder things? Sexual things? Whatever. Let's watch. I don't think so. Uh,
7: I'm very insecure. I'm very insufficient.
1: What was the worst thing about rehab?
7: I didn't get to use my phone.
1: Uh, Do you ever desire alcohol?
7: Oh, well, maybe I can just have one more. Uh, One more's not going to hurt.
1: Now, uh,
3: we'll be right back on Larry King Live. Don't go away. I'm okay. Uh. Yeah, you're listening to the Larry King Comedy Bit Extravaganza blowout sale on the Brit Summer Show. And, of course, no Larry King Comedy Bit Extravaganza would be complete without Larry King Drunk. Now, he says he was just tired, but he was <laughs> drunk.
0: I'm a student of print journalism, and I just wanted to know, uh, what advice do you have for uh, uh, young people coming up into the field? Like, I, a lot of uh, for prof- professors are telling us how hard it is to get into the field at first. They're just like, you know, since you're in the field, do you have any advice on that? For instance,
1: experience, is that important? Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Is
0: that, is that probably the most important
1: uh, element? Well, it's way up there.
0: It's way up there. Anything, anything else? Anything you do? To...
1: Pressure under fire. Mm-hmm. Done this before. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery.
0: Okay.
1: Applied himself well. Mm-hmm. These are the things I'd have confidence in a young MD.
0: I'm talking about journalism field.
1: I'm lost. What do you mean?
0: Journalism. like I'm a student of journalism at a college and I was just wondering the most important aspect of getting into journalism, not the medical field. I think you're exhausted from 30 nights.
1: I am exhausted from 30 nights. No, no person, even those of us who are superhuman. Those of us with uh, Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre. Even those of us who uh, have shown an aptitude to, uh, to uh, uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle. Even those of us can get tired. And your boy is tired after 30 consecutive nights. I have a half hour to go and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book.
0: Okay. That's
1: what we do. We're pros. We're never rude. We don't cop out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert or that we're parched. We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 voting addresses. Okay. So what do you do? What is the answer? Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. Kind of worried about the club. The okay. uh, club. Don't worry about the club. Worry about maybe... Jackie might worry. <laughs> nah, don't worry. Okay, just cool it. Life is a breeze. Of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles an hour and get promoted up the hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass that along. We're, speaking of it along, we're going to pass along now to the newsroom, the mutual newsroom, high atop the overlooking downtown, beautiful downtown studios of Washington, in Virginia, Washington, D.C. The mutual newsroom will get us up to date on the news headlines, and we'll come back with a little more open-phone America. We'll have our salute to my man, Duke Zebert. By taking him to one of his favorite places One of mine too The town of Cooperstown, New York This is the Larry King Show in Washington And we'll be right back
4: Tonight on Larry King I get another divorce That's eight down And maybe a couple more greedy broads to go Joining me in the studio live Soon to be ex-wife Dick Sean Southwick will reveal how I reek of old man body cheese even in a fresh diaper (laughs) why I can no longer chew my food and that I wear suspenders to carry my colostomy bag and that's not all she'll also tell you how often I drive my Cadillac into the pool because I can't tell the difference between the brake and the gas speaking of gas she'll also tell you how my farts can peel wallpaper I specialize in wallpaper. That's why I ain't worried. I'll uh, write her alimony checks from the uh, Beverly Hills Commerce Bank, uh, endorsed by Milburn Drysdale. <laughs> That's tonight And uh,
9: Who am I? Donald Trump's our guest. And you know what? I am just a fantastic guy. <laughs> really terrific. Terre Haute, Indiana. Hello. Hi, Larry. Hi. Mr.
0: Trump, would you evict a widow on Christmas Eve? If it meant you could make an
9: extra buck or two. I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, there's no question about it. I would love to do that. Bah humbug. Sitka, Alaska. Hello. Donald, were you having an affair with Bill Clinton? Yes, I was. Actually, what, what, what's going on? What,
1: what, what's going on? Put out, Larry. Uh, in fact, are you going to put up with that, Trump? No.
9: Larry, you're fired. OK.
1: So are you glad you had sex with Clinton or do you regret it?
9: Somebody asked me the other day, would you have done Bill again? And the answer is absolutely yes. He's better than I anticipated.
1: There's your exclusive, Larry.
9: Trump stumps not just for women. So gays can use it too. Gays can absolutely <laughs> okay. use it. I'm sure they'll love it. Clarkston, Michigan. Hello. Donald, everyone wants to know
0: what's up with that hairdo. <laughs> I heard that it's just one really long strand of hair wrapped around your head several thousand times. Is that true?
9: Good question. Well, that's true, Larry. Will you please inform the public? You bet I will. Thank you. (laughs) Larry,
0: reach over and tug on it. See what happens.
9: Okay. Come on.
4: It
0: is...
9: (laughs) (laughs) End of report.
4: Tonight, America is a fascist dictatorship. We're hated around the world as they're crushed by our homeland's mighty fists. This hour, the whines and woes of the transgender. I'm joined by... uh, What's your name again? Judy Tenuda? Now, uh, you were a man, right? That's right. What are you, a girl? Yes. What was your name before? Dick Withers. Okay. (laughs) Now, uh, sitting to your left is... uh, My name is Buffalo Bill. And uh, you were a boy uh, before you put on the skin, right? Yes. So, uh, my question to both of you is, how's it hangin'? Okay. That's fine, mommy. What are you, uh chick with a thing? I do not understand.
1: She is Well, I, I, I mean, need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my uh my thing. I mean, uh what are you, uh girl or a boy?
4: Yes. I'd like to look more like a woman. Let's go to the phones. It's right on Pennsylvania.
3: That's Granton, Larry. What's the question? Yes, I'm a Christian Republican and I must tell you, I'm getting hard. <laughs>
4: So oh, uh, what do you got under there? Uh, you abroad
3: when I travel. Hey, listen,
4: we got a guy here, Anderson Cooper. Now why don't one of you go back there to the CNN turlet and see if he sits or stands? My money's on he sits. Are you <laughs> addressing that to her or her? I do not understand which. Uh... Got my skin suit, nipple necklace. Yeah. All right. When we come back, Rosie O'Donnell, who used to be Jackie Gleason. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah king mountain north carolina as we go to calls for oprah hello oprah i was wondering were you sexually active in college
5: yeah and i thought whoopee was amazing nothing like it yeah nothing like it
1: chicago hello hi oprah
5: hi. love
0: the show thank you listen someone told me it's illegal to run into a crowded buffet and yell oprah <laughs> is that true yeah
1: who knew
2: who knew
1: Boonesboro, maryland hello
0: hi larry my question's for you okay how much do you weigh
1: 64, 63. Get out. Yeah. Oh. Houston, Texas for Oprah. Hello.
0: Oprah, I'm trying to earn money for college. Do you have any suggestions? Uh.
2: Prostitute yourself? And Good so? Idea. Yeah. Seriously? Why not? Yeah. On the streets. Okay. Okay.
1: Oprah Winfrey. What a lady. Hi. Your loan is approved, right?
4: This <laughs> is Larry King. America was shocked by the video of Madeline Toogood. The woman beating the daylights out of a kid in the parking lot. Madeline ain't too good not to join me tonight. So what would you do? Beat your kid? Yes, that was me. And that was in uh, St. Joseph County?
3: I believe so, yes.
4: Is that what they make uh, the aspirin?
3: I don't know. Well,
4: the camera loves you. You're a star.
3: Yes. If I had known the camera was on me, I would have done my hair better. That
4: uh, didn't work out too good, huh? (laughs) Well,
3: I am a media celebrity now. The White House sent me a brand-new car for providing a really great subversion story. A new car? Yes.
4: What kind?
3: Uh, For folk, this?
4: Oh, that's nice. Plenty of room in the back to beat your kids.
0: (laughs) You beat your kids, Larry? Who,
4: me? Which uh, marriage?
0: I don't know.
8: When they
4: were young, I was at the track most of the time. (laughs)
8: <laughs> I, I don't like the way you laugh.
4: Why? Don't I laugh too good? <laughs>
8: I, I don't think it's funny. Now
4: stop it. I, I just can't stand your laugh. No. <laughs> I said stop it. I will not do it. that. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it right now. I don't want to hear out your out stupid out laugh. Out 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 moment, out I'm going to pull you off. Don't pull the suspenders. <laughs>
1: Simon Cowell of the hit Fox series, American Idol. Up front, in your face. Uh, let's go to calls, Wakanda, Illinois. Hello. Hi, Simon. Hello, what's your name? Michelle. Hello, Michelle.
0: Listen, I heard you got nipple implants.
1: Uh, I did, yeah. Oh.
0: They're great. So that's why they always poke through your shirt?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The gruesome twosome. Join us on the phone is Julie Cowell, Simon's mother. She joins us from London. She is 80 years young. Are you there, Julie?
0: Yes, Larry. Hi. Simon, you're a rotten son.
1: Oh, is there one thing you can tell us about Simon that we don't know?
0: Yes. Yeah. When Simon was born, mm-hmm. he was so ugly, the doctor slapped me.
1: Uh, you know what? Well, in real life, is he nasty?
0: Yes. <laughs> if I had known then what I know now, I would have replaced my vagisole with superglue.
1: <laughs> Go back to sleep, Mom. Hi, this is Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers.
4: Welcome back to Larry King Live. Joining us is Carrie Prejean. She's here to promote a book written for her called Still Standing. After rubbing myself roar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Carrie. We see you holding the book up there. Okay. Everybody knows you're a whore. Okay. Now, you don't uh, have to tell me why you settled, it, but uh, is Donald Trump stuffing you like a turkey?
7: I'm not going to talk about anything that was discussed in, in mediation. It's completely confidential, <laughs> and it was a confidential <laughs> settlement.
4: Are you Donald Trump's cum sack? Huh?
7: I'm not going to be able to talk about that.
4: Does his cum taste like champagne?
7: Mm. Larry, you're being
0: inappropriate.
4: Why do you suck cock with your eyes open? Mm.
0: You're being inappropriate. You really are.
4: Hey, uh, Carrie, I got money. Mm, I like young girls. Would you do me? Yes. (laughs) I can write you a check. (laughs) Okay. Sweet paint Florida. what's the question? Oh, it's you, Larry. (laughs) Why, it's Raymond Burr, ladies and gentlemen. Larry, I'm a gay man, as you know. I did not know that. Miss Prejean, isn't it true you pushed the video record button of your cell phone not once, not twice? but 19 times to record yourself masturbating. Answer the question. Put the mic back on. Excuse me? You need it so that you can be heard when I ask my next question. Now you're just sitting there like some dumb bimbo. Gary, can you hear where? Who are you talking to? No, I can't
0: hear you. I
4: am the host, and I have another question for you. Yeah,
0: I think that you are being extremely
7: inappropriate right now, and I'm about to
4: leave your show. Are you now the GOP-cum-dumpster, eh? <laughs> When we come back, a battle of the brain dead. Carrie Prejean loses a debate over policy with the late Terry Schiavo. <laughs>
8: It's of Britney, truth on the airwaves. She's got the best in radio for you.
3: You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show and the Larry King extravagant. Larry King
4: extravaganza.
3: <laughs> I still got the laugh down. I never sounded like him, but I, I could do the, the
1: laugh.
3: <laughs> and now he's up there with Neil Rogers and he's still not giving his $50 back. I will not give it to you. I'm questioning in my mind whether or not to be back here next week, since it will be Super Bowl weekend. And what good is a, uh, having a show on uh, Saturday or Sunday on Super Bowl? And maybe I will. As Rachel would say, watch this space and you may find out. So I'll see everybody here again. Until then, this is Britt Summer saying, Loan me $50. dollars
2: you find the fun, radiates around the Brit Summer Show.
4: Tonight on Larry King. Michael Moore joins me to talk about his new film. Dad, I do not want to go to him. I'll be joined by Paris Hilton. <laughs> then tomorrow night, Michael Moore. 60s television star Flipper will be joining me to talk about old times when I was hanging wallpaper all over Miami. Michael Moore. <laughs> Who wants to see that fat bastard? I got plenty of insurance. And garlic to keep me healthy. <laughs>
2: The <laughs> Oi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>